Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. George Affleck in for jazz today. Hope you're doing well on this Boxing Day and you've uh, either come back from shopping or you're trapped in your car because you're stuck out of the airport uh, where apparently there's a bit of chaos on the streets uh, because of the mall and the airport and all those things. So if you're listening, I hope you are. Uh, we've got a great show uh, for you. And my next guest, uh, he's getting a lot of heat. He actually always gets a lot of heat when things are cold. Uh, and so I appreciate him finding time today to join us. Lon LeClaire is the general manager of the City of Vancouver's engineering department. He's in charge of uh, most things that to impact our daily lives in as residents and business owners. So you can imagine he's probably not had a very relaxing week uh, in his job in this holiday week. Lon, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks. thanks for having me, George. Look, we made it through the worst last week was crazy. And I know every time, because I was in office and I know this, and I even used it sometimes as a, as a thing, as a politician. When it snows in Vancouver, it seems always chaotic. And the fingers start pointing towards your department saying, why didn't you do a better job? Why don't you buy more snow plows? Why, why, why? So, Lonnie, why? Why? <laughs> Well, I would say that uh, it's been an interesting period. You know, uh, I, I, we can probably all remember uh, 2010 Olympics mm-hmm. and uh, winter without snow. Uh, after that, we, we had about three years without snow as well. And then, uh, and then so, so we're almost getting into a relaxed state of not having to be too concerned about snow and ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the, the winter of 2016, 2017, which was pretty epic. It was mm-hmm. very cold and extended snow. Uh, and we received a lot of criticism. We had a lot of expectations for us to step things up. And really, every single year since then, uh, we've been looking at ways to step up our snow response. But you're not going to sit there and go and buy 40 snowplows for the purposes of the five days. Is it more of a communications challenge than it is a snowplow challenge? Uh, it is communications is big because we do uh, rely on everyone to pitch in. Usually, when mm-hmm. snow events occur, they happen on you know all two thousand kilometers of the road network at once. <laughs> so mm-hmm. even if we put out everyone in the entire city engineering department, you know we'd only be able to touch a very small portion of it while that event is happening. Uh, so there is a bit of communications piece, but for for a city like ours, where these events are generally uh, not too predictable or too routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we the the strategy that we've been using is um, repurposing our equipment and our fleet, and that's happened over years as we've replaced them. An example is our our, our trucks, our dump trucks. You know, the, the new ones that we've ordered. We got another eight this this year where they, we can outfit them for salting and for plowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a replacement fleet for our sanitation trucks, uh, which are going to also be similarly. Uh, adaptable, you know, so we can easily throw a plow in the front uh, and a salter at the back. And um, that's something that, uh, that it really allows us to kind of repurpose all of our crew and our equipment rather than have a whole bunch of standby 
um, snow and ice crew that basically, mm-hmm. you know, would, would, would be a bit of a waste of money for us. I mean, that's the challenge. You've got capital costs and then there's your operating costs. And I think people don't understand the significance of that. Um, and, and when they point fingers, it's they're thinking about the short term, not the long term. Um, you know, we've heard some of the horrible things that happened across the province. What were some of the key areas in the city that uh, were a big concern for you? Any, any real, real is- issues that, uh, you know, we need to be aware of? Um, well, I mean, this year, for for a lot of these events, sometimes it's just the timing of when the snow arrives, and then it doesn't warm up, and then does ice freeze over, and 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 that kind of that's that can just be unfortunate for everyone. You know, everyone who's trying to do a good job of clearing the sidewalks might feel challenged mm-hmm. if it just happened to be that the snow happened in the middle of the night, followed by a little bit of rain, and now it's icy. Now it's really hard to shovel, as opposed to if you would have done it, right. you know, at, at the right time. So and, Vancouver, so, like, so <laughs> the yeah, rain comes and it becomes like weighted, you know, heavy, heavy snow. It's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of unpredictability for us. Yeah. <laughs> but our, our budgets are quite small. I mean, we do set, we do spend about $2 million a year in preparation for snow mm-hmm. and ice. Uh, and then if there is snow and ice events, uh, we would, uh, like, on average for the last couple of years, where we've had actually three years in a row of La, La Nina effect, mm-hmm. uh, we've been spending uh, another $3 million or so in operation, operational okay. response. So our total, total budget on average for the last while has been about $5 million. Well, we'll see if that helps you on the communication side. I want to move on to some other topics because you have a new council. You, the previous council, for the most part, uh, uh, was given the boot in the last election. Uh, I know that staff never, are, you know, try to stay apolitical, but this council has a clear direction that they've said when they ran that basics would be a priority. That. Things like street cleaning and stuff like that. A couple of key ones that I've noticed. I mean, for example, let's talk about what's going on the downtown east side. I thought by now, you guys and, and you were, your department was tasked with this way back in way well for, forever, really, but really focused on the downtown east side. I thought by now things would be have moved along that we would see uh, the whole sidewalks cleared out, but it's still a huge problem. What's taking so long? Uh, well, generally, in basically, it's housing, but. Um, we, our ability to kind of maintain uh, clean sidewalks with people, you know, unable to kind of go anyplace uh, has been the big challenge for us. And so uh, with the new housing that the province has announced coming on board, it does put us in a position to be able to make more progress. Um, it's also been you know, a little bit helpful as well with the cold weather that we've, there's a lot of temporary shelters that have opened recently, uh, which has brought down the numbers of people out on the street and has allowed us to do better, a better job of cleaning up the, the sidewalks. But um, the housing uh, challenge is, is kind of key to solving that problem. I don't know. You're not going to say this, Lon, but I, I believe that there's been a mandate by successive governments, even when I was there, even though I didn't support it, that that didn't give you the direction and the support that you needed to be able to do the job that you used to do, your department, fairly easily before. But I'm not going to get into that for you because I know you probably can't answer the question. But I think that the engineering department hasn't been supported politically, uh, and that must be super frustrating for your department and your team down there to know that they haven't got the support there. But I'm not going to get into that because I think that's the challenge, and I hope this new party in power gives you the support you need to deal with the issues that need to be dealt with. Okay, one other issue that came as a surprise to a lot of people before Christmas was the recycling pickup and the going to two weeks. Why, why, what, what is going on when people are complaining about garbage and recycling not getting picked up and then you change the schedule on them? What, what's going on? Why would you do that? 
Uh, well, a couple of things have been happening with uh, garbage pickup. Well, uh, first of all, recycling isn't something that the city does anymore. So that's something, a business that we got out of a couple of years back mm-hmm. uh, when, re- when the province kind of instituted recycling across the province. Um, but garbage and green bin pickup is is work that the city does. Yeah. Uh, and two, well, uh, a couple of things happened there. One is that... Um, we have some significant um, staff and equipment issues, uh, which are actually uh, affecting our ability to do that service and kind of do timely pickup. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that um, we have a big fleet of sanitation vehicles, and um, you know, there's there's a fleet that was supposed to be replaced a year ago, and they haven't. Uh, they, so the equipment breaks down more often. Why? Uh, why wasn't it replaced? Have, why? What was the holdup? Uh, the the uh, manufacturers just didn't deliver them, hmm. uh, and so and they've also just told us that they still don't expect that they will come to us like for another six months to a year. So that's a supply hmm. chain issue. Our right. manufacturers that's happening for lots of industries across um, the world, but mm-hmm. for us it's it's pretty significant because the equipment when it gets to this age it breaks down a lot and that's not a problem if you have a whole bunch of mechanics but we're actually short mechanics <laughs> and again this is a labor issue where mm. um you know if you have 10 vac- vacant mechanic positions then you, you know you have to pay them over time or we have to let work out and our ability to kind of keep those trucks in, in good shape uh is really challenged as well and then in addition to that actually is that when we do have snow and ice uh because um getting around there they can't make it down those mm-hmm. lanes very quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do, uh, you know, in, in the future, we'll be looking to actually repurpose their, their work again, as I was kind of mentioning, to, to help with the snow and ice response rather than trying to pick up um, uh, green bin and garbage. And I know that's a hardship for people. Uh, in, this, in the winter, though, we do see the, the amount of green bin material is quite quite low and during uh, cold periods you know you don't have the same problems with uh, smell and things like that because usually this stuff just freezes mm-hmm. you know if you're throwing right. food waste into the the green bin which you should be just... doing <laughs> it actually freezes solid uh but then our you know our equipment can still kind of dump it out right. when we when we eventually get around to it real quick question regarding the viaducts uh because when i was there in office we voted to remove them uh here we are almost i don't know how many years later they still there it doesn't seem like anything's happening this is a big multi million, multi, hundreds of millions of dollar project seems to be completely stalled. Uh, do you think this is uh, going to be reversed, this decision, and we'll go back to just keeping the viaducts? What's going on? Why is it taking so long to move forward with that project? Uh, yeah, well, the timing on that project is really determined by um, the pace of development. So that's not a project that the engineering department would be funding. But are you so worried be... that the viaducts are going to fall down in the meantime? And, and is, well, the... is there risks that, that just keeping them there? There is a risk. There is a risk that um, right now they're not in good seismic condition. And uh, they, like all the bridges, require regular maintenance. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, been trying to avoid that if we're going to do a big replacement of them, uh, you mm-hmm. know, at developer's cost. Uh, we don't want to spend money on something that we're going to ultimately tear down and replace and build a whole entirely new one. Um, but if if um, if development doesn't occur, in particular Concord Pacific and you know, the province are key landowners in that area that would drive the timeline of that project mm-hmm. and ultimately the development that happens in that area would fund those replacement structures. Um, if if they continue to go slow, we will have to start in- investing, and that that will actually be a cost to taxpayers. Right. 
we got to go, but I want to tell you just quickly for uh, if you can send some tips to the park board about how to maintain their uh, and build and take, tear down bike lanes, that would be great because apparently they they don't know how to do it, Lon. So, uh, but I appreciate and it's not your not your department, but maybe send a note and tell them they don't maybe don't need to spend four hundred thousand dollars on removing a few bike lanes in it. But anyways, I hope they I hope they take guidance from you because I know uh, that your department has built a lot of bike lanes in Vancouver. The park board can probably take some tips from you. Thanks for joining me today, Lon. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Thanks.